<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wandile Sishi. Take two, and my name is George Mini. <laughs> yeah, take two. We had a little bit of an issue there, but we finally got our, you know, the ball moving. And uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. I'm lost to talk about today. I'm mm. um, lost to talk about, in fact, I've even had, I've spoken about this exact topic today a few times with you on a few, I wouldn't say conspiracy theories, but theories. Um, and that's what the show is about today is we'll just be talking about conspiracies. Conspiracies, yes. Before we get to conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. Have we spoken about uh, Verstappen's win yet? We have. We last week. Last week we did we? we extensively spoke about it. There I has been some developments from the last time we did speak. Though. Yes, we did. And uh, have those developments come to fruition? Is he still world champion? He's still very much world champion. Um, but there was a leaked letter this morning actually um, to an F- to the FIA, and the letter came from Zach Brown, um, who you know is the team principal and CEO, I think, of McLaren. McLaren. Yeah. Um, and basically, in the leaked letter, which he did confirm is actually a true letter, he was kind of extending the voice that Ferrari and and, um, and Mercedes have, which is they need to be penalized quite extensively. Um, but is it de facto now that they did overspend? Um, it and is. I mean, materially, it's definitely material. However, that's not to say that for um, Red Bull can't appeal it um, and make sure that it was calculated correctly. For instance. Because they're saying no, no, no. There must have been a mistake. Um, but I mean, they've gone down. They've gone back four times already. I've, I've, at some point, you have to be like, "This is, this is. It is what it is." Uh, you guys need to kind of accept this. Um, and no punishment will come until Red Bull does accept it. But we'll see what happens. No punishment will come until Red Bull accepts it. Yes. How does that work? Well, acknowledges the fact that it's so either made the, they either did it or they didn't. There's no yeah. acceptance. Yeah. I don't understand that. Um, I know that once a ruling has been made. You need to be like, yes, we acknowledge that it's happened. Um, otherwise, you can appeal it. They so if you steal something and you go stand in front of the judge and… Uh, I do not accept this I charge. I do not accept this charge. <laughs> that wasn't me. I'm not going to jail. I'm, I'm not, not doing it. I do not accept so what, it. No, like no, no, no. You don't go to jail until you accept not, it. Not, I'm not saying that you have to say it happened or not for the punishment to be handed down. Usually, the punishment's worse if you, uh, if you say, I didn't do it. It's almost like the process of when a charge comes and you say guilty and then… There's a process that's kind of skipped because you've accepted the fact that you are guilty. Yeah, no, fair. They, but they, they are appealing the. So they're not accepting it. They're not accepting it at this stage. Yeah, but then they, the penalty needs to stand until they've appealed their, you know. Yeah, then go back and forth and and, and kind of prove, disprove, and come to the. I suppose I just uh, want the, sort of the, the championship to carry on to the end. That's you know. I mean, first happened, first happened for 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 all of his. Uh, um, what would improvements? He, you know, I think he's. I think he's capable. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he deserves it if he was in a car that was significantly different to everybody else because of money. That's Formula One. Uh, I always say that's welcome to the sports. This isn't Formula Fairness. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is Formula One where innovation and money ultimately is the name of the game. But that's, that's what they're that's trying to cut out of the cost cap. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, Do you think it's a conspiracy? I mean, there's a few conspiracies that have come out of this. There's a few, <laughs> there's a few conspiracies that have come out of this. I remember last year there was, um, a safety car. There was a safety car conspiracy and, you know, many things have, have, have been, and I'm, I can't wait to see what, what, you know, what more My goodness. the social media world has to say about this. Um, <sighs> but you know, we will keep following Let's them and, and reporting them. Yeah. Are you going to watch the last few races? Yeah. 
the next few ones are some of my favorites. We've got Kota, Love, Love, American, the American um, GP. Mm. Well, I guess this will be the second one um, of the year. It's one of my favorite tracks. It's just, it's it's perfect. Um, and then Abu Dhabi's was coming up, which is also really fun. So yeah. I'll definitely be following it. Cool. Moving on to so conspiracies. Um, we've actually spoken a few times about different <laughs> um, takes cold takes, hot takes, and conspiracies about what's happening, and then obviously with time you find out if it's true or not. Is there a conspiracy um, or even a hot take that you have had for the last few years which was later either proven or that you still think is happening behind closed doors? You're talking. You're asking me that question. Yeah. Well, you're probably asking the wrong person because I don't do conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Uh, I just... I never have. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult because conspiracy theory, you know, takes you down a road that is in the world of fantasy. Quite exactly. Often. The word conspiracy makes it seem like it's, woo, you know, exactly. Whereas, okay, let's say theory. Do you have a theory that is not necessarily proven yet? I'll give you an example. Um, and maybe we can even start with that theory, which was a proven theory, which was Dieselgate. Um, I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. but a few years ago with VW, when we found out what they were doing, it was a theory at first and was investigates and then it, it became. So let me, let's real. talk about Dieselgate for a second. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe, mm-hmm. right, that people purposefully mm-hmm. put together the set of puzzle pieces mm-hmm. that end up <laughs> that, oh, they moved the chess pieces on purpose mm-hmm. and it was a conspiracy from the beginning. I don't think that happens. Okay. I think what happens in this Dieselgate thing, personally, I think what happens yes. is executives, um, yes. people get themselves into situations where they make micro decisions, yes. right? Yes. Not understanding the full consequence or outcome. Mm-hmm. Get themselves into situations where it just starts to snowball naturally. It's not like there's this big ooh, conspiracy thing going on. <laughs> yeah. It's they get themselves into a situation yeah. that they battle to get themselves out of because oh, no, you know what? Let's just leave it. We'll we'll fix it. We'll fix it at some point. Mm. Okay. Mm. And and here's a here's a here's an example that uh, uh, is outside of the world of of motoring, mm-hmm. and that is. Um, um, a company by the name, by the name of Theranos. Uh, Theranos, the I think they they're the guys who were saying that essentially you can buy this one device, it pricks your blood, and it gives you all the blood tests yes. or all the results for any for diagnosis any, yes. that you need. So you can do a blood test with a finger prick yes. sample of blood, which yes. is literally impossible. Mm. Okay, so Elizabeth Holmes is yes, the, the, the CEO at, at the center of this thing. I think that. Elizabeth Holmes, and it's a classic example of, uh, you know, uh, how things happen, is she just got ahead of herself. Mm. That's all. Mm. It's that simple. She got ahead of herself. She started to make decisions which were ethically questionable because she thought she could figure, she could figure it out and later. she could fix it later. Yeah. Um, without the intention to put this big puzzle piece together. There wasn't an elaborate plan to defraud people. Yeah. I just don't believe that. It just became that as a result of chasing deadlines which she had set without speaking to the right people yeah now perhaps Dieselgate was the same thing no I think Dieselgate was a lot worse than that well yeah people made decisions but Mm. was that were those decisions as a result of the position someone finds themselves in at the time doesn't make it wrong it doesn't make it right 
Let's unpack Dieselgate, okay. maybe, and then maybe maybe you understand why I think it's a lot worse. So Dieselgate, if anybody doesn't know, a few years ago, VW was busted for essentially there was 11 million vehicles on the road where there was a computer software, computer software that was built within okay. these cars, mm. which given under certain circumstances, basically test environments, this system would be able to pick up when the car is in that test environment. And then what the car would do was then perform at a safety mode or a safe mode where essentially it's releasing less carbon less emissions. carbon emissions no no 40 times less carbon emissions but only within a specific test environment where it doesn't matter if it's VW doing the test you could be doing it yourself the software would be able to tell no. that's way worse i think no. that's very intentional no that's not i don't think that's a conspiracy theory that's no downright it's just yeah, i mean it's criminal and they took the responsibility we're not yes. sure to lambast them that we've, you know, we've gone through that but but when things like theranos and and now you know we're about to talk about the fuel price <laughs> yeah. um you know i don't think people can theorize or conspiracize yeah that's a word <laughs> yeah. uh, and and manipulate the entire world mm-hmm. into higher petrol prices i just don't know you know, I mean, that's why they're theories. That's why they're theories. Well, I mean, that's why I'm just, you know, having the <laughs> debate with you. What do you think? Let's talk about the conspiracy that you, um, or the theory, let's call it theories um, that you're alluding to. So essentially, in the last few months on social media, there has been an increase of electric cars and and government, those two search terms kind of being used by people, um, as a result of this new theory that governments are kind of colluding um, to get the petrol price and fuel prices around the world to increase to get more people buying electric vehicles. Why would the government want to do that? The theory there is that they want to be able to control when they turn on and off a car, for instance. So there's, oh, there's, a, there's oh, a criminal oh. who's driving this car and they want to turn it off. And, and turn it off to kind of get rid of them. Top vibe. Um, why can't you do that in a so that was that was one one you know no, no, I, think, I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot of bollocks bollocks <laughs> but a lot of lot of rubbish and the yeah. reason I think that yes. is because you can the, do that in a nice car right you can do that in a nice car you don't yeah. have, you don't need an EV to do that yeah like yeah, for sure just the, the, the thing needs to have electronics it needs to have software which mm. most ice vehicles have today mm. look at the Ford uh, uh, Ranger mm. the um, uh, the F I think it's the F4 mm-hmm. it's got an app it's connected mm. to the internet. Mm. Volvos today. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be an EV in order to be connected to the internet. Yes. Like, so that's the thinking behind that. I mean, there's a second layer, right? There's no, no, no. I think whoever, whoever kind of stretched it that far. Mm. Uh, and that's the thing. It's being stretched in different directions. That's just like, no, come on, get your head read. The other uh, sort of theory is that car companies are getting involved um, and kind of fueling all the macroeconomics, you know, scenarios. Okay, so there's this, there's this big meeting. Imagine yes. this. There's this big meeting. Yes. Every OEM competitor. They sit down they together. They're like, we need more people to buy EVs. And, and, and they, and they, and they sit in the, around this table. Okay. <laughs> I can promise you what I'd be thinking if I was the CEO <laughs> of an room. OEM yes. in that room. I'd be like, hmm, okay, how can I get one up in the economic market here with you guys? <laughs> I'm not going to be thinking about collaborating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be wanting to sell more of my cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so. It reminds me of, um, I don't know. This is not a theory. This is actually proven. It's, it happened. December 1924, there was a meeting. It was called the, the Phobos Cartel. Yeah. 
I don't know if you ever heard about the story. No. About the Phobus Cartel. The Phobus. How do you spell that? It's P-H-O-E-B-U-S. If you just Google that, it, the, the very first thing that'll come up, um, it's exactly that. But essentially what happened was the light bulb companies, what they realized is they were getting so good at their jobs General of making, Electric. yes, General Electric. It was a few of them. It was a, you know, it was a few, a few, a few of the, the big ones in the world. I think it was four of them. General Electric was one of them. Um, but they got, so good at making light bulbs that they started to realize that their profits were being, or rather their sales were, were going down as a result of people not needing to buy more. Well, the light, light bulbs, bulbs were li- lasting too long. Lasting, right? exactly. Um, so they basically all came together and decided on a set uh, time in, t- in terms of the lifeline of, of light bulbs. And they would engineer light bulbs to that point only, which was still a lot more than what you would ever need. I think it's like t- still like 10,000 hours or something. Um, and there were buses. Was it, for was it cheaper to manufacture a shorter lifespan light bulb? It was cheaper for the end profits at the end. So it's um, cheaper to manufacture. Yes. For me, that's a, for, for me, that's a, 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 a good cost saving strategy. And also you would be securing your, your sales for the next few years in terms of yeah, being no, able for, to project how much you I, I get that part, but yes. was the decision made to extend sales or was the uh, decision made to make more profit? As far as I know, it was sales based and not necessarily as a cost saving, a cost saving okay, um, thing. Um, so that, that, that's a theory where CEOs do come together and kind of a decision is made. Across the board. That's, that's. So with regards to this EV situation, right. with regards to EV situation, I think it's a little bit more complex than that. And I, I can't see. I mean, we know that EVs are a lot more expensive to produce one, um, right now. So I don't think an OEM would want the gas prices to go up for the sole it's purpose a, of getting people to buy yeah, EVs. I mean, I think, I think what, like if petrol prices go up, right, yeah. for every OEM, we're, you're actually enabling Tesla. Yeah. You're ab- enabling the biggest electric car company in the world. Yes. That's yeah. what you're doing. Why would a non-transitioned OEM do that right now? Yeah. I don't no. think so. Yeah, because it's all you're doing is just cutting into your your potential sales. So Yes, because at the moment they're still selling they're ice, ice vehicles. They're not exactly. there yet. Yeah. You know, so why would why would you sit there and uh, uh and, and, and conspire <laughs> about you know It's a theory. It's a price. theory out there. I don't believe it. I think it doesn't make sense. Um, but it's fun to talk about. Um, there's actually one of our marketing managers or our marketing manager at, at, at the business has an additional theory on this. He, he believes or he's saying maybe that South Africa is potentially load shedding during peak hours. I think he was just angry about the traffic this morning, to be honest, that we load shedding during peak hours so people consume more fuel. During, rob, during rob, the traffic rob, rob, rob. <laughs> and then they'll convert to EVs as a result of that. So that's how the South African government is, is also part of this. What is we load shedding during, during peak, peak hours, peak hour driving time. Yes. In order to make people use more fuel, more fuel. in order for them to, dri- to transition to, to an EV. <laughs> Come on. Look, it's a thought. It's a thought out there. You know, you never know with these sort of things. You never know. I think Rob was stuck in traffic this morning. <laughs> he was stuck in traffic. He was complaining. It's the first thing he complained about today. I was, oh my God, the traffic was so bad. And then I told him the theory and he's like, oh, it all makes sense now. Everything is blamed on load shedding it's, at the moment. You know, yeah. I'm on the phone this morning on the yeah. way to the office yeah. and I had to phone back about four times yep. because my call dropped uh, four times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and on the second go, when I, when, when the other person answered the phone, I was like, it's load shedding affecting the signal. Everything is Everything blamed goes on down. load shedding. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I'm sure load shedding does impact the, 
the next week. Like, no? it hasn't rained properly in Johannesburg. Is that load shedding? Ascom, <laughs> <Ask> why? <laughs> Moving on. So the next conspiracy theory or the next theory, let's just call them theories at this point, um, is it's actually quite similar to, uh, it's the opposite of, of, of the, the light bulb story or, you know, it, it's called planned obsolescence. So this is something that has been proven a few times by, you know, for different companies. Apple's one of them. They were busted for a similar approach where essentially... Well, uh, let me let me explain to you what happened with Apple. So yeah. so they would effectively throttle back the clock speed of the uh, silicon chip inside the iPhone. Yes. Which would slow the iPhone down, mm-hmm. okay? But the underlying reason for them doing it... Mm-hmm. Is twofold. One, their new software was very battery hungry, mm-hmm. which meant that the battery for that iPhone would deplete quicker. Yes. So the only way to save the battery was to slow down its performance. Was to slow down the performance of the, of the, of the, of the phone by yeah. reducing or uh, throttling back the clock speed of the silicon chip. Mm. So, so um, is user experience at the behest of battery life? I think in that scenario, the, the conversation was let the let the user decide, let the user decide, which is fair. Well, um, you know, so so your 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 battery lasts three hours instead of eight, mm. um, you know, versus the software slow. Mm. Like, which is the better one? Let it, the user decide. Let them let them decide how they want to use their device. So you must max your clock speed, um, uh, max the max the performance. Have little battery life. Actually, deteriorate the battery faster. Yeah, and the components. And the components faster. Like, is that a is that a consumer decision? I would like for me in this scenario, and I think now we're talking about specifically Apple, but in that scenario, I'd like for the choice. Um, this app here is absolutely destroying how. No, you're, no, it's not the app. It's the the software, the actual iOS. Well, this process is destroying the entire, you know, your your battery life. This is what we suggest you should do. You can either use this the users, slower mode, yeah. yeah. Use a slow mode, Save or do battery. you want to continue? Do you want to continue destroying your battery life? Um, and then I'm like, no, no, yeah, you know, it's slow, slow down for me, yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the the worst experience for more battery. So plan obsolescence for cars. Yes. So the the theory there is essentially that car companies are deliberately making the quality of the material, and it could be end components in the in the car really, um, die out at a certain time to make sure that you come back and, and buy this new components or even a new car okay forget the components for time. a second let's let's talk about the the the, the overall the overall thing and yes. there's the plan obsolescence is that a bad thing should, um, should things last forever no well i don't think anything can ultimately um so for me why planned obsolescence is not a bad thing in yeah. the car world is because technology uh, accelerates at such a fast pace that five years, ten years down the line, um, you have safety issues in older vehicles. And that's, yeah, exactly. So that was my concern is if, if you know that this thing can last ten years, but it's, it's only really safe for about six years, like then, you know, there's kind of a. Well, it's a, not a about being point. safe for six years. It's just the technology's advanced so much that other mm. things are safer. Newer cars are safer. Mm. So an example is, is the City Golf. Mm. Right, VW mm. stopped making the City Golf. The thing didn't have airbags. Mm. It had traditional seat belts. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, it, it 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 stopped being made. Mm. So, should they have planned obsolescence where the user, you know, it just deteriorates to a point where it's unusable, or do they just stop manufacturing the thing? I just think that planned obsolescence makes 
doesn't make any if like sense in the long term for any sort of markets in general. Right. Um, just because one on both sides of the story, I just don't think there's any component that can last that long. Well, first and foremost, just, and just, secondly, it just makes your product suck after a while, uh, regardless of you know. And how can you make specifically with the car? How do you make that entire thing become redundant after? A certain amount of time. Well, you just use, uh, uh, you know, quality of of, um, of products of material that uh, has a lifespan. Yeah, you know, is that a bad thing? I will let people decide. I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm on the fence. I'm on I the mean, fence. I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah. I think there's an argument both ways. Yeah, um, for sure. First of all. Um, it's probably cheaper to use those materials, which means it brings the cost, cost of, of the consumer down. Yeah. So, so there's a benefit there. Yeah. There's always a benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't believe this one. I think I, I can't see, maybe in certain parts of the vehicle, um, but I can't see as overall this whole thing just stops working now because, you know, it's time for you to get a new car um, or a new model that's just come out. Yeah, I don't know about these theories. It would be difficult. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk about is, I don't know if you've ever seen this video on TikTok. I think we'll, we'll ask the editors to kind of put it up there. But there, whenever the petrol price goes up, uh, this video becomes popular again, which has this person going to their car and pouring water in, in this like makeshift engine in the boot. Um, and they're like, I don't know why everyone's complaining about petrol when you can just use water or this water system. And it's been taken further where they speak about this guy. I think his name is Stephen Myers or something. He's, he was an engineer from back in the day, um, who created. Yeah, Mark Myers is. The yes, the the Austin actor. Powers. Yes, yes. He was an engineer. Who Everybody's created. got Austin Powers inside this what about car? <laughs> it was another another gentleman thinking Stephen Myers or something, who created a water powered car. Right now, water powered cars is first and foremost. I think is 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 not a new concept. Um, people have been trying to get it right for many years. In fact, fuel cell hydrogen fuel cell cars you know, have water in them as, as more of a byproduct than, than anything else. But, you know, it's, it's always been, people have been playing around with the idea of water powered cars for a while. But people believe the fact that this, there's this engine that, that is powered by, by water, which is just not the case. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I just don't see it being, um, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, people have tried it many times and there's no government who's killing out people who are, trying to create water-powered systems. Um, it's been tried many times. I think the system's called the electrolysis, where you kind of separate the hydrogen and oxygen, and you burn the hydrogen, and then that's the energy that kind of powers the vehicle. Mm. They've tried it. It doesn't work. It's not efficient. So, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Well, I mean, it's it just doesn't make any sense to me because, um, uh, you know, you, 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 you effectively don't have a combustible... Um, Mm. chemical mm. in water yes the hydrogen as a as an element or the oxygen as an element in h2o mm. are potentially by themselves um, yeah you know combustible with other materials but in its form as h2o you can't burn water mm. you can boil it and it turns to steam yeah yeah so in the system you basically run electricity through the water and then you separate the hydrogen and but the oxygen. But look at the separation. Yes. So what I'm saying is that you have to change its form. Yes. Okay, so you've got to now use energy mm -hmm. to create energy out of part of water. Yes. 
and everything has a carbon atom and an oxygen <laughs> yeah. and a ultimately, hydrogen, yeah. ultimately. So, so, uh, uh, so it doesn't make any sense that you you just missing things. You got to so put missing. water through this process <laughs> to separate it, change its chemical makeup, and then combust. find a way to make that combust. And then yada yada. There's so many steps that are missing for you to get to a point where you know. I know powering. very very little about you know chemicals in that way, and but yeah, and, and for me, I can see from you know yeah. From 50,000 feet that that's not going to work. So hydrogen fuel cells um, or engines, what they do is they take hydrogen, kind of the the second part of that step of the, the electrolysis. Yeah, but the, the, the separation is already it's done. It's already done, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the byproducts is, funny enough, because there's oxygen in that system, is water. Well, that's um, a byproduct because a byproduct, we burn yes. it. Now, I mean, I think Toyota, whoever's doing hydrogen fuel cells, if this worked, this they would have done just, it. You have a continuous system then where the one's fueling the other and you just have, you know, kind of never-ending fuel source. Have you seen people try and build perpetual motion things? Perpetual motion devices, uh, device, yes. Uh, I have seen a few. Um, yeah. There's a clock. Yeah, to, going, to everything, yeah. It, no, no, no. There's a, there's, a, oh, there's, existing a, there's a perpetual motion clock. Okay. Right? But ever so often… It stops. It stops. Mm. So it, 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 it runs for like it, decades. It, it, it runs for a long, I don't know about decades, but it runs <laughs> for a long time. Go and Google it. It's yeah. a clock. It's a perpetual motion clock. Yeah. But ever so often, something happens and this clock stops. Yeah. So is it perpetual motion? No. No, no, because it stops, right? And that's pretty much all the theories <laughs> and conspiracies fun. we have for you today. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you, George. Go Leclerc. <laughs> Search Auto Trader.